Hello, everybody. It's been a few weeks since I last posted an episode to Random Nature. Thanks to you all for being patient. It's been a busy few weeks. On the week of October the 25th or so, I flew out to Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. It was a wonderful visit. I got a chance to meet Raquel Bryant, Dr. Raquel Bryant, see her amazing office in the beautiful campus of Wesleyan in fall colors. It was just beautiful. We ate delicious food. And, you know, we just had a chance to talk face to face for the first time, even though we've been friends for over a year. We became rather fast friends. And she's just an amazing scientist, amazing researcher, and a generous, generous friend. Now, my visit to Wesleyan was already situated. I had my airline tickets gotten by the university. Everything was cool. But I made a blunder in my planning. I wanted to fly out of Atlanta. And Atlanta is four hours and 30 minutes from Starkville. But I forgot that. Once you cross the Georgia state line over land, you magically go into the eastern time zone and you leave the central time zone. So what that meant was I missed my flight that the university had made for me. It meant also that I needed to find an alternative way to get to Wesleyan so I wouldn't miss my speaking opportunity. So my brain went to work. I decided to get a one-way ticket to Wesleyan, to Connecticut, Hartford, through an airline I had never flown before, but I had heard much about. And I had seen many TikToks and videos about, usually very infamous content within it, Frontier Airlines. I don't recommend. That was the most chaotic traveling experience I've ever had on that plane. Uh, I will spare you the details of it. I will just say, if you do find that you're in a bind and you need to go with a budget airline, be it Frontier, Spirit, JetBlue, whatever have you, please err on the side that you may not get to your actual destination that day. Or if you do get there that day, it likely may be nine hours, a nine-hour delay. We'll just say that. And you also may... Asked to be put on the plane and then deplane. And you also might witness a flight attendant berating a passenger. Yeah, it was a mess. So I will digress. I was most recently at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I was invited by Dean Paul Robbins, Dr. Paul Robbins, uh, to give the Everyone's Earth Lecture. And oh my goodness, I'm still beaming from that opportunity. I mean, Drew Lanham. Laurette Savoy, Carolyn Finney, those were some of the previous speakers in this series. And look at me, having a chance to do that. Oh, my God. Look at me. I mean, I'm, this is my first year as an assistant professor. So I, I loved it. It was a beautiful campus and uh, beautiful architecture as well. And all the lakes, all the beautiful lakes in uh, in the Madison area just make it a thriving uh biome for wildlife. Speaking of wildlife, as part of my itinerary, 
to come and speak, I was provided the opportunity to go birding with none other than the great Dexter Patterson, also known as Wisco Birder on Instagram. And he is a birding guru. He knows where all the birds are. He's seen owls. He's seen sawwet owls. He just banded sawwet owls in a uh, undisclosed location like maybe three weeks ago. He had that opportunity. And while we were walking through Picnic Park, we saw so many birds. What did we see? We saw we saw uh, golden crown kinglets who were very, very kind to us and flew very close. Uh, I got photos, but it was backlit. So you got that beautiful outline uh, of the golden crown kinglet. We saw white-breasted nuthatches, uh, northern cardinals, blue jays. I saw we saw blue jays playing in fall fall colored leaves. We saw wood ducks. We saw tons of birds. We heard tons of birds. We heard various woodpeckers. We saw a hairy woodpecker, downy woodpecker. It was amazing. But one of the most just enthralling experiences of that birding adventure was seeing the common loon. And another person was with us. His name is Dan Fallon. Dan is the director of development for the Nelson Institute at the University of Wisconsin, Madison. Um, the Nelson Institute for Environmental Sciences. And so Dan said, hey, what's that duck over there? Because Dan's not a birder. He, Dan's more of a, a hiking enthusiast, and you know, but he's not necessarily a birder. But Dexter provided him with a pair of binoculars and as Dan was looking out towards the lake, he said, who is that duck over there? And and Dexter turned his attention to where Dan was looking. And Dexter said, holy cow, it's a common loon. So we all grab our binoculars and get closer to the lake's edge. And lo and behold, there were two common loons out just having a ball, getting their fish, doing displays. It was amazing. And we actually saw them... As soon as we got to Picnic Point, when we got to that very portion where you call it Picnic Point, that peak, we saw two more common loons, and they were very, very close. I got some really good pictures, and I will post them in the show notes. So it was a beautiful visit. And because I didn't miscalculate the timing to get to the airport, and plus because I flew out of a closer airport, Columbus, Mississippi airport, I didn't have any hiccups in, in terms of travel. So I learned from my experience. That's what we do. We learn from our previous experiences. But hey, let's get to who our next guest will be. Right now, this person is teaching and grading and researching and getting ready for the Southern Historical Association Conference. So I will be able to get my podcast interview from him next week. But I wanted to introduce him in a similar fashion that I introduced uh, one of my other guests, uh, Dr. Ignacio. So Dr. Ed Baptist, like John the Baptist, Edward E. Baptist, and he is a professor at Cornell University. And his work focuses on the history of the 19th century United States, 
particularly the history of enslavement and African-Americans in the South. And right now, he's writing a book about enslaved captives' experience of the slave trade and forced migrations, the systems of labor that emerged from those forced migrations, and the economic and political and cultural consequences that these have had for women and children and all genders, broadly. So I hope that you tune in. In addition to being an academic, Dr. Baptist also owns a farm with his wife in the Finger Lakes region of New York. And he is an avid cyclist too. So I need for y'all to make sure y'all listen in for when I interview Dr. Ed Baptist about his random nature. So this mini-sode serves as a introduction is a prelude to and you know i hope that you all have had a really good last few weeks you know halloween has just passed and with halloween uh as a as a griever it can be a little difficult because it's a holiday that is t- just teeming with memory of going hollow going trick-or-treating with uh both of my children, my surviving child and my now angel child in heaven, Ricky. But when I was birding one day, going down to Noxaby, there's a there's a, uh, a a nursery, a plant nursery that uh, that has really beautiful things. And I stopped there, and there were pumpkins and gourds everywhere, and. I remember how much my son loved pumpkins and gourds, especially the really strange looking ones. So I grabbed so many pumpkins and gourds, I just grabbed them. The more bumps on them, the better. The weirder colors, the better. And I collected them and the people there helped me load them in my car. And I arranged them on my porch and on my side porch. And the birds seemed to like them. They they were they're quite Amazed by all those all those pumpkins and gourds when I first put them out on the porch. So I'll also post some pictures of the pumpkins in the show notes. But for now, as we are now in early November, I want you to remember to tune in to our next episode featuring Dr. Ed Baptist. But also, I want you to find some time to have a random, hopefully beautiful moment in nature. Thank you. Mm-hmm.